This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Within. I hope you guys are having a lovely day, a beautiful day. It feels like spring here in the A. Ooh, I'm over here rhyming, girl. Ooh, I should have been a rapper. I'm still young enough to be one, too, shit. I am personally am fighting my allergies right now. Everything itches. My nose itches. My mouth itches. My skin itches. So, yeah, I had to close the window. It was crazy because earlier I was, like, feeling, like, boo-boo. And, like, because I was feeling, like, boo-boo, I closed the window. I, I like getting fresh air, you know. And then, of course, you know, you get fresh air in your room just in case you fart. Just saying. Um... And I left some fresh air in my room. And so I decided to close the window and I stopped feeling sick. So therefore, the tree outside hates me. So I'm now beefing with the tree. So let's do our checklist of people Lady is over here beefing with. <laughs> lady is beefing with Omorian and Orion. Two brothers, different last names. Lady is beefing with Razzle Dazzle Raz B. And now Lady is beefing with the freaking bushes and trees outside because they make her mouth itch. <laughs> but other than that, I hope you guys are having a lovely Thursday, a beautiful Thursday. A miraculous Thursday. I am. I just started watching the movie Free Guy and Girl. I love it. I'm already loving it. Let me tell you why I'm already loving it. I'm loving it because it's like, oh. first and foremost, it makes me want to create a game, which I told my mom I want to create a game. I want to create a game app. I'm not going to tell you the details of what it is because I don't want nobody getting billions of dollars off my idea. But I want my own game. And guess who inspired that? No other than the person that I totally dislike, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian has this game. It's called, well, I think it's Kim Kardashian Hollywood or something like that. And it's a cool game, but all you do is go to like, you always going to an event and that's cool or whatever. But it's like, I want more to my game. I want a lot to my game. But I mean, you know, the day when it pops up or the day when it comes out, I'll let you guys know. Um, I am aware that I have a family member that is majoring in games and apps. So, yeah, hey, cuz, uh, I want to build a game. So, yeah, I just always wanted my own, like, I wanted a game out. But I'm loving this movie, Free Guy. It's so cute. It's adorbs. I love it. Um, So, you know, before we talk about our topic today, which I want to, this should probably been on Wednesday, Wild Card Wednesday, but it's Thursday. Um, so this will be Wild Card Thursday. Um, I decided that I want to end Black History Month off with the queen herself, Lady Day. Um, I've been talking about her before Black History Month, and it's kind of weird for me not to talk about her and her talents and what she has contributed to society um, and how she made awareness to something awful that was happening to Black people. And how it became a controversy. So I had to talk about Lady Day. Because now I'm emotionally attached to her. She's a beacon for me. She means something to me. She's more than just a jazz singer. So I'm going to end Black History Month off with Lady Day. And then after this month, we're going to get back to the smooky, the ooky, and all together kooky. Um, so that's what we're talking about today. But before we talk about Lady Day... We are going to be talking about, did we just declare war in Russia? I mean, I can't sleep. And I'm sitting up here laying in my bed. I already can't sleep because I'm over here playing a freaking tune blast like a stupid idiot. And then I see Biden make a statement which basically 
low-key mean we can declare a war on Russia. Is he trying to get us killed? Uh, VP Harris, Her Miss Harris lady, Madam Vice President, ma'am, uh, get Joe and put him in a nursing home? What the fudge? Now, I have been talking about on this podcast, I have been telling you guys this for the past few months, okay? I told y'all, I'll beware of the dragon. Not Cisco. Yeah, the other dragon. Um, <laughs> which Cisco's been heavy on my mind lately. What's up, Cisco? Um, but I told y'all to beware of the dragon. And y'all saw like the United States was about to not go to the Olympics in Beijing. And then China pulled a power card and was like, really, bitch? You are in no shape to tell us what to do with your broke ass. <laughs> Especially if you're importing and exporting stuff from here. Okay. Y'all do know a, a majority of our stuff that's made now, our cell phones, even our food comes from China. So China is not somebody you want to be beefing with. But it's because something happened over there in China where the ping pong player, I can't pronounce her name and I'm not going to try. She came out and she exposed some a government official and the United States got involved. The United States tennis players got involved and China was like, bitch, we own you. Do you want us to poison your people and give them blue rashes? Don't try it, you poor bitch. <laughs> so last night, y'all know the Russia is trying to take Ukraine. Russia feels like Ukraine is theirs, okay? I already gave you the whole uh, story about how Ukraine and some other little micro countries and um, that's around Russia were part of the Soviet Union, the USSR. The USR disbanded, breaking apart some countries. And the Ukraine is um, one of the countries that broke apart from Russia, from the USSR. Now, Russia won a bet. They're like, okay, we did this little dog and pony show. Putin's in office. He remembers what happened. Um, and I told y'all, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the USSR disbanded. It wasn't. So, um, Putin's like, yeah, we want you back. No, no, you're ours. I don't care. And so America's like, you cannot have Ukraine. We told you to leave Ukraine alone. And now I feel like uh, our senile Sleepy Joe just declared war on Russia and God save us all. Um, just in case you guys don't know, uh, this is picking a scab. This scab is so old. All of Europe has always been beefing with Russia because Russia is big as hell and it has billions of people and it's pretty powerful. Okay, you gain Russia, you gain power. Um, so I don't know what Sleepy Joe is doing. Um, if I had a son right now, I would not advise him to join the military, the army, um, the Marines, the Navy, even the Navy, even the Coast Guard, honey. Don't join any of them because, honey, we're fighting a giant country that has billions of people. We're sitting over here with 380 million people. Yeah, what we gonna do? scared of us and yeah y'all like you well we have a nuclear weapon well guess what russia is friends with iran and guess what iran has so yeah uh it's best if we shut the hell up and mind our little american business y'all do know we're in our pluto return and it started february the 2nd it continues july the 11th and it keeps going into december the 28th 
And Russia literally is not that far from America. So I'm going to read to you what Biden said. I'll be honest with you, though. Y'all stay prayed up for real. Stay prayed up. Um, I said I'm going to start fasting on Ash Wednesday. Um, because we really need some spiritual guidance right now. Um, what y'all don't realize is these are the domino effects of America falling like a straight up bitch. Okay. We had a nice little rain. Now it's time for us to fall a little bit. Okay. We're going to be the third world country. Um, and so some of you guys are going to be culturally shocked and, uh, sad and upset. And the only thing I can tell you to do is to go to God, is to pray, is to fast. Whatever spiritual entity that you worship, where is God, where is Allah, where is Buddha, where is Yeshua, whoever you worship, you need to go to a higher power now. Um, I'm going to fast so I can see my way clearly through this. Um, I don't take this lightly. I know I'm joking and I'm talking about this. But at the end of the day, this is not, uh, it's not funny. Um, it's scary. It's scary. This is scary. Um, this bringing me back to the Cold War. I don't know if you guys know about the Cold War. Because I don't know what they're teaching you kids. Because you don't know who Dr. King is. I don't know what the hell you idiots know. So. During the 1950s. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let me tell you how the Cold War started. Okay. After World War II. The United States. And Russia. Gained half of Germany. Okay. There was East Germany. And there was West Germany. All right. All right. And so it started because it was a power struggle between Russia and America. All right. Because you understand that the reason they had control and they was policing Germany was because they had won World War II and basically they were combing the surface of Nazis. Okay. So they had police Germany. Now we all know this story has happened on several other different occasions. It happened to Vietnam and it happened to North Korea. There's a North Korea and a South Korea when Korea was, when North and South Korea was a whole big Korea, all right? All because the United States want to sit up here and beef with the crimson red, okay? So... We felt some kind of way and, you know, Russia, you know, was pushing their power. And we're like, oh, no. We're the big bad. We got our nuclear weapon. And Russia's like, bitch. So in the 1950s, there was a Cold War that sent a fear of nuclear strike. And you would see, I remember I had a history teacher that showed commercials from the 1950s where they were telling people to duck and cover. I kid you not, if you live in a house that is, uh, you were born in 1950, you'll be 70, right? You'll be 70 years old if you were born in 1950. If you live in a house that's 70 years or older, it might have a, 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 a fallout bunker because there was fear. Severe fear that we were going to get into a nuclear strike with Russia. Okay? This is real. Okay? This is history. And if y'all change the history with some weird shit y'all got going on, I'm pretty sure teachers today, especially high school teachers, y'all are talking about the Cold War. Because what Biden just did, he just sent us back 70 years. It was scary. Like I said, if you could afford it back then, you had a fallout shelter. You had a fallout bunker. Um, it was told that, you know, you can't get any radiation from uh, from the nuclear weapon if you had some shelter under cement. 
Okay, so you literally have people who have fallout shelters in their house because of what happened with the Cold War. There were duck and cover drills in schools. Ask your grandparents. There was duck and cover drills in schools. So just in case a nuclear weapon was dropped on America, there was a way of feeling safe, but everybody know if, they drop a nuclear weapon, you automatically dead. You get blinded. Um, and if you don't get blinded from the from the from the light, you die from radiation. And you get cancer and your hair fall out, okay? Which I find to be funny because one of the movies I saw was a movie about a nuclear strike in america and the ending was just so sad and so horrific and just so scary let's say this sleepy joe wouldn't know about this okay because the cold war started in the 1950s and it ended in the 1990s so this thing was like a 40-year thing It was serious. So now America, America's not like that no more. America is not that powerful. I don't care what America has to say. We ain't the old big bad no more because we owe everybody some money, including China. Okay. We're in a deficit. So y'all sitting up here talking about some, uh, Joe, we don't want to pay for our student loans. Y'all have to pay for your student loans. Sorry. We ain't got no money. We broke. Because we owe everybody money. We owe everybody money because of the last war that just low-key ended when Biden got office last year. Okay. They just brought troops home from Afghanistan Iraq and Iran. We're broke from that thing, okay? That year, that 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 war was 20 years. The longest war in modern history. So we're now looking at Sleepy Joe basically low-key declaring war on Russia. So I want to talk about what he has to say. We're going to talk about this. And then we're going to talk about Lady Day. And we're going to talk about the other war that's going on in this country. This other so-called war. That they humiliated, disrespected, and defamed Billie Holiday for. So I want to talk to you. I want, I want to read you what Sleepy Joe said. Yes, I voted for him. I didn't trust the other guy. I ain't gonna lie, I don't trust none of them. I really do. I don't trust none of them. I don't. But uh, Trump didn't do this. Trump didn't do this. So this is what Trump, this is not Trump, <laughs> this is what President Biden <laughs> tweeted. <laughs> this was 16 hours ago. It says, prayers of the world are with the people of Ukraine tonight as they suffer an unprovoked and unjustified attack by Russian military forces. President Putin has chosen a premeditated war that will bring a catastrophic loss of life and human suffering. Russia alone is responsible for the death and destruction this attack will bring, and the United States and its allies and partners will respond in a united and decisive way. The world will hold Russia accountable. Girl. It says statement. Okay, so the first part of it, it says statement by President Biden on Russia's unprovoked and unjust attack on Ukraine. 
The first part I already just read to you because it says, you know, basically the same thing. I'm going to read the second part. It says, I will be monitoring the situation from the White House this evening and will continue to get regular updates from my national security team. Tomorrow, I will meet with my G7 counterparts in the morning and then speak to the American people to denounce the further consequences of the United States and our allies and partners were imposed on Russia for this needless act of aggression against Ukraine and global peace and security. We will also coordinate with our NATO allies to ensure a strong, united response that deter any aggression against the alliance. Tonight, Jill and I, Dr. Jill, Joe, don't forget your wife. She went to school for a thousand years to get that doctor. And I are praying for brave and proud people of Ukraine. So, of course, the big bag Russia president himself has something to say. Um, so I found this from the Neighborhood Talk. The last one I found from the Neighborhood Talk as well. And it says, President Vladimir Putin threatened consequences for you have never faced in your history for anyone who interfered with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That right there scares the poop out of me. Like, I feel bubble guts right now. I have a question. Um, hey, uh, I should have I should have found a way to find some Mexican friends or whatever. But um, hey, uh, anybody in Mexico and Canada want to adopt a 31-year-old woman? I'm just saying. Anybody? I'm not out of trouble at all, I promise you. Just don't blame me for why you cheated on your girlfriend and why the cat ran away. Anybody? Anybody want to adopt a 31-year-old grown woman? Stuff like this gives me chills. It scares me and it it, it is... Y'all, this is where you have to take the phrase God bless America seriously. Because I wouldn't mess with Russia. I really don't. Y'all think America is still powerful and we're not. Y'all don't understand. We are at our weakest right now. We do not stand strong. Um, so my hearts and prayers go out to the people of Ukraine. Um and um, I just hope we don't send no troops over there. No wonder there was talks about, you know, forcing that new, that, that old rule that if you're a firstborn son, that you have to go and fight a war. Um, because we're fighting a country with a billion people, y'all. Okay. This, this, this right here scares the hell out of me it's it's nothing <sighs> y'all stay safe and i find it to be so screwed up that this is happening while we're in a freaking pandemic don't you guys get smart and say, World War I happened during the flu. No, World War I started the Spanish flu. Get it straight. World War I started the Spanish flu, okay? We are about to start something during a pandemic. So like I said, all y'all can do is pray and fast and pray for blessings and pray for abundance and pray for, pray for peace. And of course, pray for love and, and hope no hands. Um, no, just, just, we just, all we can do is just hope 
This is not a sign that we're going to war, but I, I don't know. Joe just pulled out his hands. He just showed his cards. And I mean, President Biden just showed his cards. So y'all stay safe, be careful, and, and stay prayed up. Um, with that being said, we are going to continue this podcast talking about Lady Day, also known as Billie Holiday. But first, a word for our friends. For anybody who knows me, y'all know, like, you know, for Black History Month, I had a group of people I wanted to talk about. And it was crazy because it was like before Black History Month, I was already talking about um, Lady Day. Um, and I told you how it bothered me, how the United States government treated her. Um, I, I didn't care for how she was treated, how she was bullied because she wrote a song about what was happening to our people. Um, today we are going to talk about Lady Day, but not only we're going to be talking about Lady Day, we're going to talk about how the government said it was a war on drugs, but it was really a war on Billie Holiday. Um, so I want you guys to sit back and relax. I want you to get some, um, coffee, some tea. Um, some spring water. Uh, y'all might not might need to go get your big bottles and get uh, a slew of spring water because we don't know what's going to happen to our water supply since we over here picking fights with Russia. Um, today we're going to be talking about the lovely Billy Holiday. Um, it was no way in the world I was going to do Black History Month and not talk about Billie Holiday. I don't know why it came over me, but I was so emotionally disturbed by how she was treated during her lifetime. And she was a very talented woman, but only guilty people attack you when they are in the wrong. That's a whole nother lesson we can talk about on a whole nother day. We just, we ain't going to go there. Girl. We, we just not going to go there. But we will talk about how the government openly abused Lady Day and said that it was a quotation marks war on drugs. And then we're going to talk about the parallels to this situation versus to how the president in the movie Kingsman was actually the villain in the Golden Circle. So y'all already know what I told you to do. We're going to be talking about Lady Day. It was no way in the world I was going to get past this month and not talk about her. I don't know what I was thinking. This is my new person. So, you know, every, every year i find a person that i deeply admire or i respect or have love for and this year is lady day so i have two articles i don't know which one is best but i found the website um that her What's the word? I forgot. I just know it's heavily her estate. That's what I was trying to say. It's her estate has sponsored this um, website. So it gave a nice um Nice timeline of her life. And then we're going to talk uh, talk about another article from Britannica. So this is going to be a long one. Okay. So like I said, sit back and relax. 
enjoyed this podcast. It says Billie Holiday was born April 7th, 1915 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, was a superstar of her day. She first rose of prominence in the 1930s with a unique style that reinvented the convention of modern singing and performance. More than 80 years after making her first recording, Billie Legacy continued to embody what is elegant and cool in contemporary music. Holiday complicated life and her genre-defining autobiography, Lady Sings the Blues, made her a culture icon. The evocative girl. Soulful voice, which she boldly put forth as force for good, turned any song she sang into her own. Today, Billie Holiday is remembered for her musical masterpieces, her songwriting skills and creativity, and courageous views on equality and justice. Holiday, born Eleanor Fagan Go. I don't know if it's really actually Go or Golf. Grew up in Jazz Silk, Baltimore in the 1920s. In her early teens, the beginning part of her apprenticeship was spent singing along with the records of an icon, iconoclast, Bessie Smith and Louis Armstrong. In 1929, Billy's mother, Sadie Fagan, moved to New York in search of a better job. Young Eleonora so- soon joined her there and began showing up at jazz clubs to auditions and sing with residents' pianists. She made debuts in an obscure Harlem nightclub, sharing tips with other dancers and comedians on the bill. Around this time, she borrowed her professional name, Billie Holiday, from the screen actress, Billie Dove. Although she never received technical training and never learned how to read music, Holiday quickly became an active participant in what was the most vibrant jazz scene in the country as the Harlem Renaissance transitioned into the swing era. At age 18, after gathering more life experience than most adults, Holiday was spotted by producer Jane John Hammond, with whom she cut her first record as part of the studio group led by the clarinetist Benny Goodman. Then on the verge of his own superstardom, from 1935 to 1941, Holiday's career accelerated, recording hits at the hits with pianist arranged Teddy Wilson simultaneously. In 1936, she began a legendary string of like alert. Collaborations with tenor and tenor sax giant Lester Young, who complimentary tone was perfect trading partner for Billy. They became the best friends of they became the best of friends and inseparable legendary musical partners, and even living together with Billy's mother for a time. Lester would famously christen her Lady Day as soon as she as she, as she with him at the press. By the time Holiday joined. Kansas City's phenomenal court, Count Basie Orchestra for tours in 1937. She was an unstoppable force suited for top billing across the United States. In the 1938, Artie, Show, Artie Shaw invited her to front his orchestra, making Billy the first black woman to work with the white band, an impressive and courageous accomplishment. And y'all know once you start accomplishing things like that, that's when things start to get iffy. In the 1930s, during her epic run at Barney Josephson Cafe Society in Manhattan, she was introduced to the poem Strange Fruit, a a horrific depiction of lynching in the South, in the Southern United States. Music was written just for Billy, and it became a hallmark to her concert. It considered by scholars to be the first protest song of the Civil Rights era. The lyrics were so controversial that her record label wouldn't record it. So she jumped over to the independent Commodore Records, where she would record and sing as she pleased. Strange Fruits immediately became a cultural sparking point and a hit record, too. In 1939, with Arthur Herzog Jr., she wrote God Bless the Child, a composition that transcended ages and is now part of the great American songbook and Jack's lexicon. In 1944, she signed with prestigious Decca Records, cutting still cutting still more classics, even a couple duets with her first musical hero, Louis Armstrong, with whom she later starred in the Hollywood film, New Orleans, 1949. Starting in 1952, Billy began a five-year run with 
Norman Grant's Clef Verb Label. Grant was the entrepreneur behind the jazz at the Philharmonic series, and he was very sensitive to the needs of artists. He put Billy back into small group settings from which her genius had her genius had originally grown. Together, they made roughly a hundred new record recordings, cons- constituting Billy's first foray into the high fidelity album era. Her voice became more rugged and shockingly intimate. She put his new signature sound on score of stirring ballads such as her self-reflecting composition "Lady Sings the Blues." During this period, she expanded her repertoire while she re-recorded many of her 1930s classic in her new style. Redefining herself as a torch singer, she appeared twice on TV's Tonight Show with Steve Allen on CBS Historic Sound of Jazz program and also toured Europe. In 1958, she signed to Columbia Records, the longtime home base of A&R man John Hammond, who had been instrumental in her early career. For Columbia, she created her swan song masterpiece album, Lady in Satin. Final studio recordings were made for MGM in March 1959 and were released posthumously. Just in case you guys don't know, because y'all don't know simple shit, that means they released the album after she had passed. Billie Holiday died at the age of 44 and is buried at St. Raymond Cemetery in Bronx County, New York. Her music and life continue to inspire tributes, whether it's Nina Simone covering Strange Fruit, Diana Ross starring as Lady Day in the film Lady Sings the Blues, YouTube pinning their hit Angel of Harlem, her image on a United States poster stamp, Time Magazine Song of the Century Award, scores of biographies, and dozens of Grammy Awards. Her emotive voice, innovative technique, and touching songs will forever be a hallmark of genius. Despite her lack of technical training, holiday uncanny syncopation, her her immutable and phrasings and her dramatic intensity made her the outstanding jazz singer of her day. White gardenias won her hair with her trademark. Ever combining her typical humor with profound gravita, she wrote in her autobiography, singing songs like The Man I Love or Porgy is no more work than singing down and eating chicken roast duck. I love roast duck. I love I live songs that like me. I live songs like that. Okay. So this comes from the estate of Billie Holiday. Don't ask me who's over it. Okay, because we're gonna get into deeper details with her. Um, and just in case you were knowing, just you want to kind of you want to rush because you guys don't have patience. She didn't have children. There. Didn't get to the point where you had to share with Y'all have the patience of a gnat. It takes time. So this tell you everything. And she specifically died July 17th, 1959 in New York City, New York. Says American jazz singer, one of the greatest from the 1930s to the 1950s. Um, and this comes from the Botanica. It says, um, Eleonora, her preferred spelling, Harris, was the daughter of Clarence Holiday, a professional musician who for a time played guitar with Fletcher Henderson Van. She and her mother used her maternal grandfather's surname, Fagan, for a time. Then in 1920, her mother married a man with surname Go, and both she and Eleonora adopted his name. So this goes into greater detail as her name, all right? So her stage name, the holiday part, came from her father, okay? But her name was Eleonora Fagan, okay? For a time, then, in 1920s, her mother married a man. Okay, yeah, I already said that. Well, it was, yeah, it was Fagan, and then it changed to go. It is a probable that neither case did her mother have Eleanor name legally change. The singer later adopted her natural father's last name and took the name Billy from their favorite movie actress, Billy Dove. 
1928, she moved with her mother from Baltimore, where she had spent her childhood, to New York City. And after three years of society by various means, she found a job singing in a Harlem nightclub. Okay. So we're going to skip to this part because we already talked about that, you know, she did her first recording with Benny Goodman. Um, then they said she did two years later a recording with Teddy Wilson and members of Count Basie Band. We talked about that. And she toured with Basie and with Artie Shaw. So we're going to skip to 1942. I mean, 1940. Um, she began to perform exclusively in cabarets and in concerts. Her recordings between 1936 and 1942 marked her peak years. During that period, she was often associated with saxophonist Lester Young, who gave her the name nickname Lady Day. In 1947, Holiday was arrested for a narcotics violation and spent a year in rehabilitation center. No longer able to obtain cabaret license to work in New York City, Holiday nonetheless packed New York's Carnegie Hall 10 days after her release. She continued to perform in concerts and in clubs outside of New York, and she made several tours during her later years. Her constant struggle, and I'm not going to talk about this, because we're going to stop right here. Because keep this, Britannica said, let me get closer to the mic. Britannica said that she was in a rehabilitation center. No, she wasn't. And there has been several movies that have showed that instead of putting her in a rehabilitation system, um, center, they put her in jail and she had to go through withdrawals. Anybody know that those withdrawals can kill you? You know, a lot of people die when they withdraw from the drugs, okay? People talk about, well, you can die from drugs, you can die from an overdose, where there's also the side of where you go cold turkey too fast, and it could seriously kill you because your body is so dependent on whatever you are doing that... It does not know how to live without whatever you were doing, whatever the narcotics you were using. So let's let's talk about that. All right. We all know, and we already talked to you about how they attacked Billy Holiday through the fake ass war on drugs. And this has been an issue in the black community. And a lot of people say a lot of these people who are in jail now, there are people who are in jail for 30 and 20 years for drugs when they should have been re rehabilitated. Right? So the real issue the government had with her doing drugs, because the truth of the matter is they didn't have no issues with nobody else doing drugs. The real true issue they had with her was strange fruit. She didn't make sweet old Dixie look all sweet. Okay. Their beef with her was that she did a song that was about what was going on in the South, okay? Now, the picture you see at the beginning of the movie, Billie Holiday versus the United States, is a picture of Red Summer of 1919. And it's a burned body. You guys ask, how did Red Summer start? Well, how did Rosewood start? How did Tulsa, Oklahoma start? Okay. How did all this start? All right. So the song Strange Fruit showed the, the, the horrible life and depicted the horrible life of how black people were treated. 
But their reasoning for arresting Billie Holiday multiple times and taking away her cabaret license was, she's on drugs. So you arrest her while she was on stage performing. And clearly she was on stage performing. She wasn't doing drugs on stage. So you arrest her. You you didn't see her doing it, but you arrest her while she was on stage because she was singing Strange Fruit. Then you threw her in jail. Yes, you threw her in jail. You threw her in jail. Instead of her being rehabilitated, she went through the withdrawals like a mug. She could have died. But that's good old America for you, right? They use their so-called war on drugs a way of humiliating the legendary Billie Holiday. This woman's legacy was changed even though a lot of you guys dress up like her. Y'all don't understand the pain and suffering she went through while she was alive. Y'all love the glammed up flowers in the hair, red lipstick, jazz singer, okay? We have an issue with this in this country because we think that singers are just supposed to sing. They're not supposed to talk about the issues that personally could affect them. They're not supposed to be talking about problems in the world. They're supposed to just sing. Um, this is something that Pierre Morgan did to Beyonce. And it pissed me the hell off. So I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, Beyonce did a Super Bowl performance with Bruno Mars and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's ex-husband. Yeah, I said it. Or no, Gwyneth Paltrow's husband. Okay. So in her performance, she came out in kind of a militant outfit. Now, to me, her militant outfit, I felt like it was a Michael Jackson tribute. Because anybody knows the history of Beyonce. Beyonce is really admires Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson did a Super Bowl performance where he was on stage and he was wearing it. His was sequined because he's the king. He's a king. He had on a sequined military jacket, right? So Beyonce came out in an outfit I thought was a tribute to Michael Jackson. So during her performance, she's doing formation. She's killing it. She's rocking it. And Pierre Morgan, with his snowflake ass, ugly bastard, gets mad and said that she's protesting during her performance and she was giving tribute to the Black Panthers, which granted she was paying tribute to the Black Panthers and Michael Jackson. To me, I thought it was a Michael Jackson tribute, but he felt like she was paying tribute to the Black Panthers and protesting the unarmed shooting of Black people. And he won a rant of saying, just sing. You bastard ass. And you're not even American, sir. People did the legendary and late Billie Holiday like that. They felt like, we need you to just sing. 
I remember watching the movie and they said, oh, they love when I did this song. But when I did Strange Fruit, all hell broke loose. And they use it. They say, oh, she was arrested because she did drugs. Everybody is high, okay? Have you seen the food memes lately? Everybody is high. Okay? Even back then, everybody was high. Okay? She wasn't the only stage performer that was on drugs. But they chose to pick on her. Like, okay, well, since you want to expose how awful white people treat black people in the South, every time you perform the song, we're going to arrest you. And then when we arrest you, we get rid of your cabaret license so you can't make money. But, you know, like a phoenix, she soared. Not a phoenix, like a bird, she flew. And she became better. They even loved her overseas. But the war on drugs had been a, a, a cover story for years when it comes to dealing with black artists and black people. So I'm going to talk about, y'all know I recently watched King's Men Golden Circle. And this movie talked about this movie. And I want to tell you why Poppy wasn't the villain. The president was the villain. Okay. So we're going to talk about how we were talking about how they used Billie Holiday as a scapegoat and a poster child for the don't do drugs campaigns in the 1940s and 1950s. Y'all know Nancy Reagan and Ronald Reagan pretended to give a fuck about crackheads being crackheads and we're going to fast forward to a movie talking about how this drug dealer is trying to get the president of the united states to legalize drugs in a very detrimental way so i don't know if you guys watch or seen kinsman full circle it is on fx um, I saw it on FXM. Don't ask me how. Okay, okay, I, okay. I tell you, uh, I got the free trial off of YouTube. Okay, I'm gonna get rid of it soon because now they're starting to suck. Cable TV suck, and so that's why I never have cable in my room because cable TV sucks. Anyway, Billie Holiday, not Billie Holiday. We're not talking about Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday's case further proves an issue on how they criminalize people who need help. And Billie Holiday was one of those people who needed help. She didn't need to be criminalized or handcuffed to a bed while dying. So in the movie... The Kingsman's Golden Circle. The villain of the movie, the villain they want you to think is this lady named Poppy. Poppy is a drug dealer who has made millions and millions of being a drug dealer. She sells all your favorite drugs. She sells weed, cocaine, heroin. All them things. You know, you want it, she got it. But she can't do it in America because it's illegal in America. And so she is running her drug ring in a ancient area of Cambodia. Which I gotta say, the aesthetic was lit. Okay? Her aesthetic was nice. All right? She had her own movie theater. She kidnapped Elton John. Um, she had her own diner, which was made from mysterious meat. We're not going to talk about the mysterious meat, but she just basically, she couldn't do her operation the way she wanted to, because it's illegal to sell drugs in America. 
So this is where she turns to trash. She laced the drugs with some poison that will kill you because she's protesting the fact that they will not legalize recreational drug use in public in the United States. So if you did any of her drugs, you got this like blue veiny look on your face. Like you had these blue veins all over your face. And eventually you go into mania. And then after the mania, you get paralyzed. And then after being paralyzed, you suffer a, a huge hemorrhage. Okay. And this is all to protest the president not legalizing recreational drug use. Okay. The real reason why she's doing this is for a vain reason. She doesn't care about people, which low key, no drug dealer gives a damn about anybody. Okay. They're just a squirrel trying to get a million nuts. Okay. Um, so she basically put the American people's lives in danger, people all over the world in danger who use her drugs just to get the United States president to sign a bill to for legalized uh, recreational use of drugs. Not weed, because everybody smokes weed, but more like the stuff like cocaine, heroin, uh, perks, all that stuff. Well, legally you can do perks, but you know, the hard stuff like cocaine, heroin, stuff like that. So she threatens the president. She tells the president about what happened and she gives him an example of what's going to happen to the people with the blue rashes. And um, basically the president is trash. He's some hillbilly that has this don't do drugs, drugs are bad, okay, attitude. So I think his secretary of state tried to reason with him and she's like, you know, people you love, even children will die because they use these drugs, you know? And it's, you know, sometimes you do it just to deal with your situation. And he's like, I'm not excited. What's happening to them is exactly what they deserve to happen to them. They decide to do the drugs. This is what happened. This is consequences reaction because it's illegal. How many of y'all know people like that who has that mentality of if somebody dies from drugs, it's, oh, well, that's your fault. You deserve it. You know, you knew the consequences for your actions. I can't feel bad for you. And then he declared uh, he won war on drugs because of all these people who were about to die because he would not sign the bill to legalize recreational use of drugs. You know how many people have died from using drugs and because your leaders are not legalizing a recreational use of drugs, or let's just say this, instead of taking them to a really rehabilitation center, they send them to jail and they died because they had a war on drugs. These days it's opiates. Do you know how many people died from that? All they needed to do was go to the rehabilitation center. 
Okay. That's all they needed. They needed positive reinforcement. They need somebody to help them get off the drugs in a healthy way. They don't need to be criminalized, dehumanized, and be seen as, well, you're doing what the drugs you want to do. This has been an ongoing battle for centuries. We lost a legendary singer prematurely at the age of 44 because she was not handled right. By not only people, but the government. Instead of seeing this poor lady as someone who was abused and used, they threw her in jail. Then you handcuffed her the day she was dying from those side effects. Instead of rehabilitating her and trying to understand her story and instead of her being alive and being able to tell her story on her own. The truth is a lot of us don't know the real true story about Billie Holiday. Because we weren't there with her. Only she know what really happened. People do drugs to cope with their life trauma. Okay? Just like I eat awfully just to cope with some stressful things that happen with my life, okay? You can get the same side effect from eating, eating fried chicken hot wings, all this awful food, you still get sick and die, but it's legal to eat that awful stuff. And that was something that Poppy said, right? She was sitting down, she was drinking tea with one of her goons, and he said, can I have some sugar? And she said, all right, but it's much more addicting than cocaine, and it's this, and you guys sell this, you get to sell that. But my, I can't sell my drugs. I can't be on a Fortune 500 because I'm selling illegal drugs. When people get addicted to Percocets, opiates, stuff like this is legal. The over-the-counter pills, they're illegal. And people get addicted to them and die from them just the same as heroin and cocaine and crack. But these drugs are bad for you because they're illegal. And you would get caught with them. You are dealt with in a poor manner. Instead of people trying to figure out what your story is and, and, and how your story is and what it's about. They just throw you in jail and don't give you not one prayer. Don't pray for you at all. The war on drugs is not a war on drugs. The war on drugs is a war on the people. Destroying and destruction and the death of people. And now you're having the same uh, President Biden who uh, wants to beef with Russia, which I wouldn't fuck with Russia if I was him. 
over here talking about some he's going to be distributing crack pipes. But you can't pay for somebody to go to a rehabilitation center. You can't pay for somebody to go get therapy to figure out what their problem was. A lot of people's issues are within therapy and rehabilitation realms. But instead of taking care of that, you punish them for their problems like they can help the situation they were born in. You would think it would have stopped with Lady Day, but it continues every day. People being criminalized for selling drugs just because they don't get to tax them. The government don't make money off of them, so it's illegal to do them. And instead of trying to figure out why these young men and women are selling drugs to survive and helping them find different ways of surviving, you criminalize their behavior and treat them in a humane manner when all they need is therapy and a good paying career. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. It did get a little dark, but we do get dark over here. I hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. Next week, we are back to the ookie and the kooky. I hope you guys are having a lovely Thursday. It is beautiful outside. This is Lady Tiffany Ma. This is These Walls Are Thin. What you do in the dark will come to light. It doesn't matter how you treat a crackhead. Don't y'all laugh. I'm serious when I say that. It doesn't matter how you treat a crackhead. Seriously. There are people too. They deserve to live, too. They deserve to be taken care of, too. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie.